Welcome to the Man Talk Show, training for men, answers for women. I am Connor Beaton. And on this week's midweek mini episode, we are going to talk about the art of no, the art of saying no. And I'm going to invite you into a challenge in this episode. And that challenge is for the next 14 days, I want you to consciously find something to say no to directly without making any excuse, (laughs) without justifying your no, with just a simple no, or no thank you, or no, that's not going to work for me. Um, I'm going to tell you uh, just a little bit of, of, of backstory as to why this is important. So growing up, I was the byproduct of, you know, the oldest of five. I had four parents because my parents got divorced when I was, you know, a little, a little kid when I was three and they both remarried and they both had a daughter and then they both had a son. And so I have four siblings. Uh, and because of that, I spent a lot of time having to take care of my brothers and sisters. I spent a lot of time babysitting, a lot of time changing diapers when I was, you know, like 12 and 13 years old, 14 years old, uh, cutting the lawn, like doing a lot of the chores and maintaining a lot of the the aspects of the house. And so there was a lot of times where I just didn't have choice as a kid. You know, my life was sort of beholden to the family systems that I was in. I had to Tend, you know, I had to babysit my my siblings when my parents would go out. I had to really take care of a lot of things. I was sort of like this third parent, or I, at least I felt like this third parent who really didn't have a lot of choice in my capacity to say no. And even when I did say no, it wasn't really listened to. Right? There were certain sports that I didn't want to play that I would say no to, and I would still I was still forced into playing them. So I learned over the years that my no didn't really matter as a kid. And as I got older, you know, into my late teens, early 20s, mid 20s, I hadn't learned how to actually say no for myself or to myself. And this lack of capacity to say no in in moments and situations that I knew were morally compromising me, that I knew were not healthy for my relationship with myself or with my partner that I knew were out of integrity for the type of man that I wanted to be, the type of partner that I wanted to be, the type of professional that I wanted to be. All of these moments started to stack up. And I had a tremendous amount of shame that lived within me that had that had accrued over the years of feeling like not only did I not have a choice to say no as a kid, because that's, you know, when you when you're a child, you even though sometimes you, you maybe you're one of those people that was extravagant with your no, that constantly was using no all the time and was and was hyper stubborn, uh, I felt like I had to sort of meld into my family system, right? I didn't really feel like I had a place. There was two family systems that were totally uh, complete in my eyes and that they existed without me. And so I felt like I had to adapt by being this pleaser, by being this yes man that just said yes to everything, right? You want me to go to mow the lawn? Okay, fine. I don't want to, but I'll go do it. You want me to look after, you know, my siblings? Okay, fine. I'd rather go out with my friends, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll take care of it. And so I had, I had adopted this mentality that I had to sacrifice what I wanted in order to take care of the people around me. And so as I got into my 20s, this didn't work anymore, right? There's a whole bunch of things in my life that I just didn't like. I didn't like the jobs I was doing. 
I didn't know how to say no at work, you know, in, in my relationship and my friendships. And so because of that, and this is where the really juicy part comes, because this is what a lot of people do. People that don't know how to say no often adapt or adopt a style or a method or a mechanism that or a behavioral pattern that allows them to say no without actually having to say it. So what does that mean and what does it look like? Well, for me, it meant getting really, really proficient, very, very proficient with being able to manipulate people and circumstances to get my way. So that was one way. Another way that I figured out how I could say no without actually having to say it is to say yes and then just not do it. <laughs> that was the other way. Uh, or to agree to something uh, and then not follow through with it. And so it, monogamy was a good example of that. I would get into relationships uh, constantly that I didn't necessarily want to be in because I wanted parts of that relationship, but I didn't, I didn't actually want to maintain the boundaries of that relationship because that, what I actually wanted was to just go out and, and date. But I felt like I couldn't actually say what I really wanted. And so I would agree to being in a relationship with a woman and then I would see other women at the same time, which was out of integrity. Um, but a lot of this spurned from this place of not being able to say no. It's a classic nice guy syndrome, right? This is classic, classic nice guy syndrome of wanting to people please everybody around me. So eventually this wasn't workable, right? Because I built up a tremendous amount of shame over the years. People started to see me as like this, you know, horrible liar because I never followed through with what I said I was going to do. I was constantly out of integrity. I was, you know, breaking down my relationships. I was not maintaining relationships at work. I wasn't following through with what I said I was going to do in almost every aspect of my life. And it started to decompose the relationships that I had, not only with other people, but it started to erode the relationship that I had with myself. I fundamentally didn't trust myself because at my core, I wasn't able to say no to people. And I was, I was saying yes to things I didn't want to do. And then uh, trying to escape from that, right? Trying to find freedom from the things that I had said yes to. And I see this in men all the time and women too, right? Ladies are not exempt from this. But I see this in a lot of modern guys that feel beholden to their yeses and to their noes. And they're not able to actually uh, speak no when it's just fundamentally a no. And, and they, they, are, uh, they find all of these coping mechanisms, right? So drinking is a coping mechanism, right? If you feel like you don't have a say in your relationship as a man... And you don't feel like you can say no in your relationship to your woman or to your man, then you need to be able to cope with the emotional burden and baggage of feeling like you don't have a voice or choice in your relationship. And the same goes at work, right? If, you, if most of us have probably worked in a job that we just freaking hated, right? Why did you hate that job? Was it the culture? Probably is because you felt like you didn't have a voice in that work environment, right? You probably felt like your opinion, your beliefs, the direction that you thought things should go in, your voice was not heard. And that's largely because in a lot of corporate settings, your no's are only as relevant as your hierarchical position, right? So the further up you get into the hierarchy of the corporate ladder, the more that your yes and your no carries weight. 
And so depending on where you are within that hierarchy, within the corporation, the more or less you feel like your no and yes carries weight. So what do we do? How do we actually start to cultivate this sense of being able to say no, of being able to set our own boundaries, of being able to reinforce where we actually stand on things so that we can cultivate a sense of trust within ourselves. This is an, an, an integral part of self-leadership. This is an integral part of being a man who is trustworthy in a relationship. And men, I don't even have to speak to your partners to, to get a sense of whether or not you are in or out of integrity, because you know, you know when you are out of integrity. You know when you are saying yes to something that you don't want to do and it builds resentment. And then that resentment turns into anger and you allow yourself to lash back out with some passive aggressive comment or, you know, some criticism or some contemptuous remark or you shut down. You don't talk to your partner for a day or two or whatever the case may be. Right. So I can see we can we can now see in behavioral patterns in relationships that when we as men and as women, but specifically men, I'm, I'm talking to, to us right now, when we as men don't set a very firm no for ourselves, we actually erode the trust in ourselves. We actually emasculate or demasculate ourselves, right? We cut off, we cut ourselves off at the knees uh, when we don't honor what's a no for us. And so part of our masculine reconciliation part of our masculine rehabilitation is to actually learn how to say no. And this is a message that every single man needs to hear in his life. So if you haven't shared this podcast, yes, you probably do that, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. So what do we do? We need to go through a process of what's called rejection therapy. And you may have heard of that terminology before, but the main premise is that we actually need to recondition our mind our emotional body, but most importantly, our nervous system to know that it's okay to say no to things. So for the next 14 days, I want you to practice this uh, sensation of rejection therapy, right? Because this is the inverse of what people normally experience when they go through rejection therapy, right? Most people that are going through rejection therapy are trying to reach out to people and say, you know, hey, can I have your number and get rejected? Or hey, can you do this for me? And then they say no. Uh, and this is the inverse of that, right? You are training yourself, you're conditioning yourself how to be okay with giving a no, with actually rejecting in some way, shape or form someone else, right? Because that's what we experience. We experience that when we say no to someone else, we're going to quote unquote hurt their feelings or we're going to make them feel bad or they're not going to love us anymore or they're not going to want to spend time with us or they're not going to have sex with us or there's all of these conditions that we have put on our no. We have made our no so heavy, right? We have made our no carry so much weight that we actually don't want to put it out into the world because we are terrified of the impact it's going to have on other people. We're terrified of rejecting other people because we are afraid of being rejected, right? We want to protect other people constantly. So what we need to do is practice in some ways, being okay with asserting our own boundaries, with being able to say, no, that actually doesn't work for me. And in some ways, this is hard because we feel the pain, the anger, the frustration, the sadness of 
rejecting another person's request. But this is required for us to have a sense of sovereignty, a sense of independence within ourselves. Because if we can't do that with the people that are in our lives, with our partner, with our family members, with our friends, with our colleagues, if we can't begin to do that, what we are doing is constantly eroding and undermining our own sovereignty, our own ability to choose the direction that we want to go in uh, within our lives as men. And so you need to reclaim this masculine uh, attribute of being able to assert a boundary for yourself and say, no. So this is what I want you to do. And, and a no, uh, an unequivocal, clear no without a whole bunch of excuses, right? Because the tendency that a lot of nice guys have, a lot of, and I'm, and I'm not picking on nice guys, I'm just using this as a very clear example, but a tendency that a lot of nice guys have is to say no, but you know what? And, and then they compromise, right? They go straight into compromising. So there's going to be no, no, but you're not allowed to do that. That's the one, this first rule, you are not allowed to say no, but, and then compromise. Okay. That, that's not part of the experiment. You are not allowed to say no, because yada, 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 right? What a lot of nice guys will also do is they'll say no, and then they'll follow it up with this really beautiful and articulate excuse <laughs> and reason why they can't do it. Uh, and it's not necessary. Right, So I want you to sit in the physical discomfort over the next 14 days of every single day, literally saying in, in, in as many circumstances as you can, no, that's not going to work for me, or no, I'm not going to be doing that, or just no, or no thank you. And feel how that no resonates within your body. Do you get butterflies in your stomach? Do you feel tightness in the chest? Do you get some anxiety? Do you, do you feel like weak in the knees or you, do you feel like just uncomfortable with it in some way? Do you feel embarrassed saying it? Notice how it physically feels in the body and breathe into it. Bring some grounding into your no so that you can recondition your nervous system to understand that it is okay to say no, to say no thank you, to say no, that's not going to work for me without the imminent threat of of attack, of feeling rejected, of feeling like you've hurt someone, of shaming yourself, because that's what we generally do. That's what a lot of nice guys do. And this is going to help you to recondition your emotional body. So that is my challenge for you for the next 14 days. Please share this episode with somebody that you know uh, would benefit from it. And if you are going to undertake this challenge, I would love for you to tag me on Instagram at man talks. Let me know how the challenge is going. If you have any questions, reach out to me. Uh, but until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.